What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack Manis. Hi. See, I'm glad. I'm sure the listeners are much appreciative of the fact that I am back on the intro slot after Jack's abysmal intro, I think last episode, right? Um, was that last time we recorded? It was. It was last episode. It was pretty bad, so I'm glad to be back. Uh, we have a guest today. We have Mr. Andrew Schreffler making, I think, his 11th appearance as a guest. I think that's correct because I'm pretty sure I was told that um, 10 had me tied for the lead, which was kind of the reason that that I reached out to Jack uh, with the idea of, of hopping on this podcast. I wanted to make sure I was at this the, is true. Was on the top. So happy to be back. I guess that makes you the primary beneficiary if one of us dies. Uh, you can take over our slot then. I think that's what that means. I, I will inherit the wealth if that's what needs to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that role. <laughs> okay, cool. good, good, good. Um, today, folks, we're going to be talking about the NBA. The NBA kicks off in eight days, I believe. I think the 22nd is opening night. I believe so. And it just came kind of very quickly. Um, some teams had obviously only two months off like the Heat and the Lakers, uh, but other teams have not been playing since March. So that's, uh, I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, that's certainly something that's never really been done before. And I'm sure one, one of the many things that are different with this NBA season um, compared to others. Uh, so today we're going to be running through all 30 teams, <laughs> some probably a little bit longer than others. Uh, are you okay there, Jack? Yep. Okay. He tried to beat himself. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't. That was a... all those Reese's before the show. Yeah. Just I just oh, had I just bad. had eleven Reese's. <laughs> many ones, many ones. Let's preface that. Yeah. Many ones. Many ones. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, I'm sure we'll be talking about the team, the LA teams, for example, more than the the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, come on. That's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, we're, we will mention, and we will talk about all 30 teams. We will give our, uh, I guess, finals prediction. And um, so I guess we'll get right into it. Uh, we're going to have a lot to say. Um, but first, before we get into that, Giannis re-signed, I believe, it was, was it today? Was that today or yesterday? I don't it was remember. today. It was today. Well, by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be a day old. But Giannis has re-signed. Uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks for where is it? Anyone Super Max. I forget the exact amount. I think it was like fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah, just about. What's minimum wage in uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee is state. No. Wisconsin. What that? That's the state. Okay, I forgot what state it was in too. But yeah. that was <laughs> okay, so it's five years, two hundred and twenty-eight million dollars. He stays with the Bucks. Yeah. Yay. Hey, Giannis. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I always thought he was staying. Yeah, yeah. I did too. It seems obvious. I, I, I was never a fan of the rumors of him going to like Golden State. It, it didn't really seem like it fit him too well. Milwaukee seems like his his home. Yeah, all, all indications said that like he never said or did anything to the contrary. It was, I think all it was was him, uh, him being as big as he is. I think people always like to try to get the narrative going of him going to like a big city, but that you can, I mean, it was pretty obvious from the start that that's kind of not really his, his style. He, he's been a different star than the rest of these guys. So I, I think that I, I thought it was kind of forced the rumors of him going places. I agree. 
Yeah, me too. Um, all right. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that before we start, uh, but we'll get into it now unless you guys have anything else to say. Um, we can start with the East. Why? What is wrong with you? What is, what is I'm just looking problem? at my I'm looking at my Eastern Conference prediction and it's going to spoil. I mean, whatever. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I wrote one bucks, two nets, three bucks, four sixers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Why'd I do that? <laughs> so the bucks um, are hitting the one and the three. And the three. Jack. That good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, we could just go. I was going to go in order of last year's standings. Um, we'll start from the top. Or... Or do we want to do we want to go reverse order? Yeah, let's and, go reverse order and get the bad and get like the you know. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah. All right. So the first thing we're gonna talk about are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Woo! Um, this off season, their only notable thing that happened to them is that they lost Tristan Thompson. Uh, they drafted Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. That's all I got for you. They're pretty miserable. I can read you their starting lineup. They got Darius Garland at point guard, most likely projected. Um, Colin Sexton shooting guard. Okoro is probably going to start small forward. They still have Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. Um, over, under. 12 wins. They'll win more than 12 games. They'll win more than 12. I don't know if they'll win more than that. Um, they do, one thing to mention, they do have a – I mean – technically not a new head coach but jb bickerstaff is their coach and he only coached uh 11 games before the shutdown happened so he's oh. coming in with like a fresh slate here so it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do i didn't know that they actually might make the playoffs because yeah that. that really changes everything with jb there but uh yeah i mean overall not not too much happening i mean uh drummond and love is a is a decent front court duo but i mean you could argue that both of them are maybe a little past their primes love especially drummond's still gonna grab you plenty of rebounds and things but i don't right. know if, if they really tip the, the scale too much but um i did like the the, the Okoro pick um he gives them some solid defensive help but he's still uh one of like the more raw prospects that got taken him it, it's he, he's gonna be a few years before he blossoms into what they probably want him to be yeah, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's always a good fantasy pick. Uh, if you play fantasy basketball, I've had him. When I've, whenever I've played, I feel like he always ends up on my team in some way. Um, but yeah, he he he's um, he's good. And he'll he, he's a good stat stuffer. We'll put it at that. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if Sexton progresses even further. He's had a nice, decent start to his NBA career. Um, see if he can take an f- even further step. And um, but yeah. N- it's gonna. It's a multi-year process for the for the Cavaliers. It is funny you said that, Mitchell, because I I, I put down a like an X factor for all these teams, and Colin Sexton was was the X factor that I put. I think he's, I, I think his his first year there was a little bit of growing pains transferring over to the league, but I think he started to kind of show some flashes of why the Cavs took him where they did, and I think they're probably hoping that he can maybe kind of take the reins of that team this year and for years to come. But yeah, yeah. Colin Sex Factor. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, this offseason, they made a little bit of noise. They signed Bogdanovich. 
uh, Dalinaro, um, nope, uh, Gallinari, I meant, uh, Rajan Rondo, uh, and Chris Dunn. So all those, I guess you can call them veterans. Um, they drafted, uh, someone help me say his name, out of USC. Good luck with that. Mitchell, <laughs> save us. Um, sorry, hold on. I got I to gotta have some reference. I can't, you can't expect me to read that off the top of my head. <laughs> you got it, Jack. Just try your best. Onyeka Unkangu. I think that's yeah. That's actually pretty good. I think. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Kung, yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. Um, their projected starting lineup. They got Trey Young, of course. Uh, Bogdanovich expected to go into that two slot. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, their first uh, fourth overall pick, 2019, small forward. Uh, John Collins. Uh, power forward, and then Clint Capella still at center. Um, can the Hawks make the playoffs? 100%. 100%. I, I think in the in the West, it would be a completely different story. Um, I think the one thing about the Hawks that I really like is, one, they're young, I would say, but I think more than anything, they, they go very deep. Um, they don't necessarily have... They don't necessarily have the star power, but like behind Young and I guess John Collins is is hopefully gonna make his way into more of like a prominent, uh, you know, like notable guy in the league. Um, but I mean, they they I have written they're probably gonna go about ten men deep, um, and it, it's like all those guys that are even on the bench could be guys who, depending on what's working and not working, they could easily slide them into the starting lineup if if need be. So it's going to be a matter of all those moving pieces coming together, but roster-wise, I think they easily have a team that could that could sneak into one of those lower seeds for sure. Yeah, I have um, I have the Hawks at the nine seed um, at my prediction, so th- they're right there. Um, I don't quite see it. Maybe they're a year away from now, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if they snuck in there. I have them at the nine, like I said. And um, yeah, Trey Young, obviously people, he gets a lot of attention, but I still feel like the focus is more on Luca. Obviously there's a lot of MVP buzz on him, but you know, Trey Young last year, 29 points per game and almost nine, excuse me, almost 10 assists per game. So, I mean, he, this is a guy that could be the scoring champion and have the most assists in the league. So uh, I don't know, I feel like he deserves a little bit more attention than he, that he gets. hundred percent. And I mean, if, if the Hawks somehow overachieved and got like the even fifth or sixth seed, I mean, he should be right in the conversation for MVP at that point. He'd have That's to. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I got them at the ten, so around that range as well. And to echo what Shreff said, um, of the guys I didn't mention, they got Kevin Herter, uh, Cam Reddish off the bench still. Um, and it's probably it. All I mentioned, but. Again, like the four guys that they signed, um, plus their five starters. Yeah, that's like nine to ten deep. That's that's a deep team. Deep team. Uh, and you mentioned them, Jack. My my X factor for this one was a uh, was Cam Reddish for sure. Um, I oh. think they they drafted him with the intention of having him kind of create a a core around him, Trey Young, and I mean John Collins obviously being there. Um, and I think last year, beginning of the year, he started off real slow. But uh, if you paid attention to him a little bit coming down the stretch before the, uh, the shutdown happened, he was starting to find his footing in the league. And I'm really intrigued to see what he um, can do this year. I'm assuming he'll start off probably coming off the bench. 
But if he continues the streak of what he was doing before the season ended, I think uh, he could he could come in and, and surprise some people with uh, with what he does. Sounds like a most improved player watch, if you ask me. Certainly possible. He's still young, so I mean, I'm not expecting too much out of him. But I think Hat, like he he would be one of those guys where if he comes out and plays really well, he could be a, a big reason why they make that jump, like you said, between that nine ten seed, maybe sneaking into a seven eight type of seed. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, Next team I got uh, the Detroit Pistons. Ooh, fun. Uh, let's see. They drafted. Is it that fun? It's not that no, fun. Not um, very much sarcasm. Through the draft, I believe there were some trades involved, or there was a trade involved for Sadiq Bay. They got on draft night. Um, also drafted Killian Hayes. Um, they signed Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley, but they lose Christian Wood. Um, projected starting lineup, I see here Killian Hayes at point guard, Dellen Wright, Jeremy Grant, Blake Griffin, and Mason Plumley. Derek Rose off the bench, and a lot of nobodies other than that. Joel Okafor is in, in the mix. He is there. He is there. I saw that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty bad. It's not great. Uh, I know me and me and Jack, Jack and I, sorry, talked about this. Uh, I guess like maybe last night. I we're both big Christian Wood supporters here, and I, for me, that was a big head scratcher letting him walk, but then bringing in two big men in Grant and Plumley. I don't understand really what the thought process was there for them. Um, the one thing I saw, I don't, I, I think this is true. They they only returned uh, four players from really? the. Yeah, because like because uh because Luke Kennard also got traded, and I think right. they made a few other moves as well. So I okay. mean, only returned four players. Two of those are Blake Griffin and Derek Rose, who are I mean you could easily say that both 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 passed their prime. Um, yeah, there's not much to say. I, I did I I enjoyed the Killian Hayes pick. I think he's a guy who uh, it was a solid pick. I think he'll he'll find a role there for sure, especially with the lack of talent that they have there. Um, but overall, there I mean, there there's not too much to say about them besides they had a pretty, in my opinion, a pretty bad off season, and there's just not much going on there currently. I have nothing more to say about the Pistons. Yeah, eh, it's a tough one. Agreed. Uh, just quick word on Christian Wood. Um, well, I guess no, I'll say it now. Um, hey, I watched it. I well, I would say I could wait for when we get to his team, but I'll yeah. just say it now. Um, he, uh, I didn't, I don't think many people knew much about it before last year. He had a sneaky good season. Uh, I saw him play on March 11th when the Pistons came to the Wells Fargo Center for the last time the in person games were played. I mean, all the games were in person, they were not virtual games, uh, in the bubble, but, uh, you know what I mean? He was good, and I liked, uh, I don't know, I liked watching him. He's a cool player. Uh, he had a good game, so, uh, We'll see what he can do in his new Western Conference team. I won't say who. That a little foreshadowing. Nice um, next, we will talk about the New York Knicks. Oh. They draft Obi Toppin out of Dayton at the eighth overall pick. Uh, they lose Taj Gibson, Mo Harkless, and Bobby Portis. But they bring in uh, a star-studded uh, free agent pool. Of uh, they got Austin, cool. Austin Rivers, Nerlens Noel, and Alec Burks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, projected starting lineup, we're looking at point guard Alfred Payton, um, shooting guard Alec Burks, uh, small forward RJ Barrett, power forward Julius Randle again, and we got Nerlens at center. Mm-hmm. Um, so, will the Knicks make the playoffs? So I got uh, the Knicks at the uh, 14 seed. Probably a, a very fair placement for that. Yeah, I mean, the, the big storyline is uh, Obi Toppin. The the Knicks are desperate for any type of star power. I mean, maybe R.J. Barrett can develop, take another step forward in, in his second year. But, you know, this is a team that's just, you know, a franchise that's been desperate for, for many years. So they, they really need something. Um, out of their young young guys. Yeah, um, Knicks have kind of uh, slowly but surely relinquished the title of like the the New York team to uh, the Nets. Um, they did have a lot of change up top. Leon Rose took over um, in the front office for him, the former agent, and they also hired Tom Thibodeau as the new coach, which is something to note. He obviously has some a lot of experience. Um, I didn't mind the Obi Toppin pick. I didn't mind, um, but. I will echo uh, Stephen A. Smith's remarks when they made that pick, which is that Tobin's not a bad player, but I think they are so guard hungry. They, they don't, I, their backcourt is currently non-existent. I mean, when you have Alfred Payton starting, that's normally an issue. Um, forwards are all right. I, I actually, I did have RJ Barrett as my X factor. I think they, um, they drafted him to be the the new kind of face of the franchise and he played okay. I, I think it, it's hard to correctly, you know, grade him just because of the lack of talent around him. Um, but I'll, I'm very interested to see how he continues to progress there. I agree. I like RJ Barrett a lot. Um, could be uh, added fuel to the fire this season as he was left on the left off of the all rookie team, which he publicly said that it uh, he was not too keen on that. Keen mm. with that. I don't know the right grammar there, but. Um, <laughs> Jack does love his revenge tours. So yeah. Be yeah. So RJ Barrett's probably going to MVP. Yeah. Um, we can move on to the Chicago Bulls. Um, they didn't do much. They bring in Garrett Temple, lose Chris Dunn. Uh, they re-signed Otto Porter, Porter Jr. Uh, and Denzel Valentine. Um, protected starting lineup, we got. Kobe White, Zach Levine, Otto Porter Jr., Markinen at power forward, and Wendell Carter at center. They do have a new coach in Billy Donovan, former coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, sorry, they drafted Patrick Williams out of Florida State, fourth overall. I guess that's something to note. Mom owns a flower shop. That's true. They did say that at the his draft expose. Um, can the Bulls make the playoffs? You really got to stop asking that until we get to about three or yeah, four more teams yeah, later. A little low still, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh. they, I have them at the 13 seeds. We're slowly moving up here. We're getting there. Um, Billy, bringing in Billy Donovan as a coach is interesting. Uh, so, you know, maybe that will provide them some spark. He's, a coach that's had some success in the league. So uh, that's a good move. Maybe it's one that will shift the culture back in the winning direction for Chicago. Um, and they're, they're not a bad team. They've got some fun players. Obviously Zach Levine is a star, um, you know, averaging 25 points per game and 
you know, he's going to get his buckets every, every night and Markinen's a good player. And even Carter jr. Is, is good as well on the defensive end, but um, yeah, they're kind of stuck in that mediocrity, you know, portion of the NBA, to, to even right, right on the cusp of like, you know, being a terrible team too. So they're just, they're not really in a great position and, you know, they need to hit on some draft picks and probably score some free agents in the next two to three years if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, speaking of hitting on draft picks, uh, I, I hated their draft pick this year. Um, I thought Patrick Williams was a – I was it was a head-scratcher of a pick. I mean, me and Jack got to – Jack and I, I, I keep doing it. I'm, I'm going to get Please stop. Please stop. I'm going to get better at it. We're not a grammar um, podcast. I know, I know. Uh, we got we got to see a little bit of Patrick Williams at Florida State, but uh, the one the one thing that I really questioned in terms of where he went in the draft, he he didn't make a single start in college. He was a he was a backup while he was there at Florida State, and and it, it's not like Florida State was this uh, was this powerhouse basketball team while, while he was there. Right. Um, so definitely questioned that one. Um, like like Mitchell said, they're not. It's not like a Knicks or Pistons situation where they don't have good players at. I think Zach Levine's a, a solid player. I think Kobe, I, I think Kobe White's going to be pretty good. Markinen, Carter Jr. They have all those pieces. I think more than anything, it's just it's a lot of guys who, besides Levine, maybe it's a lot of guys who haven't quite reached their potential yet, and they're all kind of in the same stage of development. So, if anything, this is a team that's going to be uh, this is a team that, that's definitely going to be uh, a couple of years until they're good. But I think they are in the right direction in terms of the front office. Cause like you said, Billy Donovan's new, but they also did bring in a new executive vice president and a GM. So something that was long overdue. So it, it'll be tough to judge them this year. I, I don't think they're a playoff team whatsoever, but interesting more for the next couple of years to see what they can do with free agency and things like that and try to return Chicago to what it, what it used to be. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh boy, here we go. Next, we got the Washington Wizards. I feel like Jack's going to have to start this one off. for, for uh, a Big splash recently. They traded away John Wall. You know him from the song. Yeah. And, uh, they, the dance sometimes. they traded uh, him and a first for former MVP and a plethora, plethora of other uh, acclim, acclim, um, accomplishments. Ah. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, aside from that, they re-sign Davis Bertans and draft Denny Avdija. Yes. Um, projected starting lineup, we got Russ at the point guard, Bradley Beal shooting guard, Bertans, small forward, Rui Yashimara at power forward, and I don't know Thomas Bryant, but he's going to be center. Thomas Robin Bryant. Lopez is there. Um, yeah, Thomas Bryant's all right. I, I like Thomas. So, will the Wizards win the East? <laughs> I you always go a little too much here with these teams. <laughs> I think they'll win the East. <laughs> They're gonna make the playoffs. That's why I didn't ask. No, yeah, I'll, I I have some some good thoughts. They the Wizards were one of these teams where I I started doing my research and I was pleasantly surprised in terms of what I found. Um, I thought the trade for Russ was a smart one, especially if they wanted to keep Bradley Beal there, which I think was priority number one, which get, was getting him to kind of buy in to what they had going on there. Um, like the trade for Russ, um, he also returns to his old head coach, Scott Brooks, which I, I'm enjoying. I, I, I like the sound of that for him. That's cool. Um, 
And the one thing I was surprised about is that even though, I mean, obviously you could argue that they now have maybe the best backcourt duo in the league besides maybe Portland would be your other argument. No. Uh, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised at some, at, at some of the other role players they have. I, I think Bertans is solid. My X factor for them is going to be, is actually going to be uh, Rui Hachimura. Hachimura. Um, got hurt last year at one point, but prior to that was having himself a, a pretty solid campaign. Um, and some of that were, if he could build on that and give them some quality minutes, I think that's, that that's one of those role players who can be a difference maker down the stretch for them. Um, but I, I'm, I'm liking this team. They have a lot of potential. It's just, it, it's going to come down to seeing Russ and Beal play together. If, if they, if they, if they find a way to make it work, I think they're the sky's the limit for them. Wait, so I got to win my Russ Jersey. I have them uh, as the eight seed. So just making in the playoffs too low. Um, yeah. Like Shreff said, this is a, undeniably a top three backcourt in the NBA. You can argue one through three. I mean, I would probably maybe include the Suns in there with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Suns are up there as well now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal scored the second most points in the league last year. Um, and I don't know, I guess you can not criticize, that's not the right word, but be skeptical of the rush trade because the, the Wizards are a team that probably needs more than just him to be title contenders. But at the same time, like you look at it, just isolated in that deal like you know i think they won that that trade for sure because like you know you take russell westbrook over john wall every single time uh so whether it fits he fits right on this team that doesn't really matter i think you win this trade and you know i, I don't know if you're not gonna win the title which the wizards aren't sorry jack but at least have some fun and maybe they'll make some noise and if, if they get in the playoffs so they're definitely going to return them to a, a place where people are actually talking about them. I mean, the last few years, the wizards have not been mentioned whatsoever. Right. So this, this at least brings them back some, some notoriety and maybe, and maybe even in terms of free agency in the future, it gives them more of a core that players might want to go and play with. So, yeah, yeah. I think they could be five, six seed range. I'd um, say that's, I'd say that's the ceiling for sure. I, I just look at it like not too long ago. I feel like it wasn't too long ago that like, a young, really young Bradley Beal and John Wall had them at the four seed in the East. I know mm-hmm. the East was a little worse then, but solid team. Beal got better. Russ is an upgrade. I got it. That's why I feel like they, I don't know. I really see them as the five, six seed. I don't see Russ being less than a six seed. We'll see, Jack. Um, moving on to uh, another really cool team. Mm. We got the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, real cool, real cool. Uh, Notable free agents. They, I guess it wasn't a free agent. I don't really know what happened, kind of. It was like a sign-and-trade thing. It was a sign-and-trade, but they didn't get anyone back, or or the, uh, like, the Celtics didn't get anyone back. Yeah, I don't really understand it, but I know it was good financially for the Celtics. They did get save or get a considerable amount of money. Regardless, anyway, um, it's Gordon Hayward they get. The Hornets, surprise. Um, <laughs> they also draft future MVP LaMelo Ball, third overall. Um, projected star lineup, we got we got ourselves a little Devontae Graham at point guard. Terry Rozier, shooting guard. Um, wait, why does it not have LaMelo Ball in it? Okay, Terry Rozier is going to play point guard. I'm deciding that. We'll put LaMelo at shooting guard. Uh, Hayward at small forward, PJ Washington at power forward, and Cody Zeller at center. 
So, Shref, do you know the whole thing with, with the Hornets or no? In terms of what? In terms of Jack's irrational love for them? Well, I could definitely see it. I mean, I'm, I I know he's a big LaMelo guy, which I, I am as well. I'm a big fan of LaMelo. Um, I mean, in terms of the in terms of the Hornets, the one thing I said, I think no matter what their record is, I think they're they're going to be one of the most exciting teams in basketball this year. Um, I think LaMelo is going to have kind of have the Zion effect where as soon as Zion got to New Orleans, all of a sudden New Orleans had these primetime games. I think Charlotte's going to go through that same kind of, uh, you know, development where all of a sudden you're going to be watching a lot of Charlotte basketball on like ESPN and channels like that. Um, very fun. Lots of, lots of good guards. Um, I'm a big Devonte Graham supporter. Uh, Jack, when you, when you read through the starting lineup, I would almost have Rozier as the six man. I, I think LaMelo is going to start on the bench with, with Rozier and Graham starting, but I, I think if anything, Rozier would be the odd man out of those three. Um, Along with that, I I really I really like Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. Yeah, uh, high upside guys, big big time athleticism for both of them. The one place, and then obviously Hay- Hayward's a, a good signing. Kind of took a took a step back a little bit, um, but that's also because he was on a Celtics roster that was filled top to bottom with players who were getting the ball. Um, their one issue, I think, is I mean, as you said, Cody Zeller's the starting center. They do lack an inside presence. Bridges and Washington are both solid forwards but aren't going to really be able to go up against the likes of like an Embiid like a Miles Turner or DeAndre Jordan those type of guys um so gonna lack outside outside uh, inside presence so it's really going to come down to those shooters but I mean overall this is just going to be a fun team to watch yeah so anyway to backtrack so a couple episodes ago Jack makes a big deal about how the Hornets are making the playoffs but you have to go back even oh, further yeah. when at the at the at the end of the 2019 draft, right <laughs> after that, he made a huge deal about the Timberwolves making the playoffs, and obviously they uh, ended up with number one overall pick. So yeah, you can't yeah. trust Jack's opinion about when it comes to basketball. Is my I point. know this time. Yeah, playoffs playoffs is a bit of a reach right now, I think, but it, you so, never know. So I have the Hornets uh, as the 11 seed. I'm curious to have, see where so Jack has them. I, I like the eight. The eight. The eight. Yeah, no, they're not making the playoffs. And the fact that you were so confident about it and you only have them at the eight seed just proves that it's just so inaccurate. No, it's because I would have them at the seven, but that when I made that statement, that was before Russ uh, went to the Wizards. So um, they're the eight now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. I just don't see it. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't share the same love for LaMelo Ball that you guys do. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, his vision's always going to be there, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I think he's going to be inefficient. When Come he's on, there. have some faith. I don't, I'm sorry. Um, and I just, yeah, I, Jack's going to be over two with big whiffs here. I Stupid. I, I, I do. I am on your side. I, I don't think they're a playoff team yet. I think there's, there's too many question marks going into the year where you don't know how anything. And like, like I said, when you don't have that inside presence and you're relying so much on a shooting team. And I mean, at this point, like you said, I do love LaMelo, but now it's at the point where you're going to be relying on LaMelo to, produce like a like a top tier guard if, if they want to have a good chance chance of making the playoffs so yeah yeah and the teams we haven't talked about yet in the east i've just there's no way they finish over them i'm sorry I, like, these, the east these... the one thing about that I, I think the east has gotten deeper as, as the years have gone on I, I i think there's a few new teams that are kind of making their way in that i'm excited for who needs a front court anyway nowadays um all right the next team, which the Hornets will definitely finish better than this team, we got the Orlando Magic. Ooh, see, Jack, um, already disagreeing. I don't like this. They bring in uh, 
Dazzling for Agents and Gary Clark and Dwayne Bacon. Um, from they, Charlotte. Got it from Charlotte, Jack. I know they did. Uh, they lose DJ Augustine, their MVP level point guard. Um, and they bring in Cole Anthony, which I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, um, looking at their projected lineup, uh, it looks like he's going to come off the bench to Markel Fultz. So what better mentor uh, he's got there? Um, I won't accept any Markel Fultz slander, Jack. I won't accept it. <laughs> uh, we got Fultz at point guard. Uh, Evan Fournier, I can't say his name. Is that Fournier. correct? Fournier, Fournier, Fournier. Sorry. Um, at shooting guard, small forward James Ennis, power forward Aaron Gordon, and center Nikola Vucevic. Um, so they stink. I disagree. Are they going to make the playoffs? I say it. Say it. Say Mitchell, it. You, Mitchell, you go. I'll go after you. So I have the Magic at the ten seed. They're not going to make the playoffs. Still above the Hornets, though, who are the 11. Stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, they make it last year, and well, they 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 took the Bucks to five, right? I believe it was five, yeah. Yeah, so um, they just squeak in, but I feel like that is their ceiling. If they just make the playoffs in any capacity, that, that's kind of a successful season for them. So, again, th- they are stuck in the middle, in my opinion. Aaron Gordon did guarantee they're making the playoffs, though. Oh, I didn't know that. They'll probably make the playoffs. Yeah, that, I don't know if that changes things for you, Jack. Oh, it changes everything. <laughs> I all of a sudden don't like the Hornets as much as Magic are making the playoffs. <laughs> uh, I, I like the Magic. I might be in the, in, in the minority here. Um, I think it, it, although it is first-round exits, I think it, it is something to note that they, they, made it, they made it the last two years, two first-round losses, but made the playoffs the last two years. I think they have a solid core in terms of one of those fringe playoff teams when, I mean – Vucevic has been one of the more underrated players, I think, over his career. Yeah, I agree. Mitchell was talking earlier about Drummond being a a, a fantasy basketball uh, stat stuffer. I, I, Vucevic is one of those guys where you know you you pick him in like the sixth round, but he, he he's going to give you like twenty and ten a night, pretty much. Uh, I like Fournier. I think Aaron Gordon's a solid role player. Um, for me, Cole Anthony was one of the one of my favorite picks of the draft. I I thought Orlando got a got a steal there with him. Um, and Jack, I want to touch on Mr. Markel Fultz. He, he, he was my, he was my X factor on this team. Uh, I never wanted the Sixers to get rid of him. They did. Unfortunately, I thought they, I I thought it was a little premature when it happened. And now he's starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, and I think he's in the perfect situation because he's not under those, under those bright lights, like he was in Philly. And I think he, he got his time to kind of go into the shadows and figure out what was going on. And I mean, you, you saw it, if you watched last year, you saw it, there was some significant improvement. So, I mean, obviously the magic aren't going to do anything. I think their ceiling is still going to be another first round exit, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they, if they do make the playoffs, I think they're, they're a team who could, who could get hot at the right time and get in. Also they have Mo Bamba, who's always fun. Oh, true. Yeah. He, uh, he's an elite company as one of three NBA players with a song named after him, Tyler hero, John Wall, yeah, and Mobamba. So yeah, there you go. Um, we can move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh yes, we can. Uh, they new head coach, Mr. Stephen Nash. Um, they traded away Sadiq Bay on draft night and a second round their second round pick. I forget who it was in exchange for Landry Shamit. Uh, they resigned Joe Harris, and they obviously get. A healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, 
projected starting lineup, we're looking at Kyrie at point guard, Karis LeVert, shooting guard, Joe Harris, small forward, Kevin Durant, power forward, and Jared Jarrett Allen at center. Uh, we're looking at Shamit off the bench, DeAndre Jordan off the bench, perhaps. Um, Dinwiddie as well. Yeah, they got Dinwiddie, TLC from the uh, former Sixer, Jeff Green. Uh, they got guys, Tyler Johnson as well. Um, so what do you guys think the ceiling is for the Nets? Oh, you want me to be honest? Yeah. Nets, as of now for me, are actually going to – this is assuming health and all those things. This is in, this is in a perfect world. Nets today would probably be my pick for the finals. Um, wow. And the reason I say that is because, like I said, this is assuming health. Uh, another bold prediction right now, if I had to give you a short list of MVP names, obviously Luke is going to come up. Davis will always make a run at that Giannis. I think, I think Kevin Durant's going to, going to return to the, to the form that he was in. Um, for me, this is probably the team I'm most excited to watch uh, in the league this year. Um, I mean, I, I think people tend to forget about Durant just because of how long he's been hurt for. But I mean, to me, he's probably the the him and Harden are probably the two most pure scores in basketball today. Uh, I mean, Agreed. a seven foot guy who plays like a guard and can shoot like a shooting guard. I mean, it, it's hard hard to cover. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I mean, you obviously have those stars in KD and Irving, but I think also they're one of the more deep teams in the league. Right. I think I think Harris Levert is a, a very underrated player who could turn in a pretty good season. I like Joe Harris as a shooter. And I think Jared Allen and uh, Jordan as your two centers are, I mean, those are, those are some solid anchors down low overall. I, I feel like they, they're one of the more complete teams, not only in the East, but in, in all of the league. So I'm very excited to watch them. And I, I think their ceiling would probably be definitely an Eastern conference finals trip, maybe even winning that. I don't know. Like to speak to their depth real quick. Uh, they made the playoffs without the two in Kyrie yeah. and Durant last year. And even the year before that, team a little different but it gave the Sixers problems in the first round somewhat um so yeah they are deep and I like that uh I didn't really even think Durant MVP uh he's obviously an MVP caliber player um so I think he could be he could be a good like betting pick uh I don't know what his odds are but not I don't hear a lot of talk about him being MVP um I guess maybe because Kyrie he's got that may be more difficult to get the stats to the MVP but he could be in the conversation yeah, so obviously um, not a big Kyrie Irving fan here. I've said it multiple times in the podcast. Uh, toxic person. Um, messes up the chemistry of teams. We've seen it firsthand with the Celtics. Um, did not perform up to the expectations of where the team should have been. I mean, was one seed with Isaiah Thomas, and then you know Kyrie comes in, and then you know it just messes everything up, and I don't know, man. I I have the Nets as the four seed, so okay. improving upon last year, but I see a second-round exit for this team. I know Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the world, probably still top five at this point, but I don't know. And I, I really do like Spencer Dinwiddie and Levert a lot, very good depth pieces, but something about just whatever team – I'm sorry. I just I think Kyrie's addition, addition by subtraction sometimes when the team gets rid of him. Certainly something to, to think about. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, because I mean, it, we haven't we haven't gotten really we haven't gotten really seen the the chemistry between those two. So I think 
I think early on, we'll kind of be able to tell what, what they have there. But another thing to quick note is that they managed to somehow bring on Mike D'Antoni as an assistant coach. That's true. That's yeah, that's good to know. Um, so that, that, that uh, coaching staff of Nash D'Antoni and remember they also have Stoudemire there now. I'm interested to see what they, what they can do there. I don't know how much control they'll really have with guys like Duran and Kyrie running the show, but still something to look out for. But yeah, overall, just a very exciting team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't deny that it, that you're right. It is a very exciting team to watch, um, and I, I guess this is the last thing I'll say on it because I could really say talk about this all day, but <laughs> I can kind of get when one player. I've probably even said this exact thing on a previous episode, like a long time ago, but you know, it's one thing if a player doesn't mesh well with one franchise, but this is like three times, maybe even three or four teams. What he's only been on three teams, right? The uh, Cavs, is, Celtics, and Nets. Am I missing one? This is his third team. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. Hasn't, he hasn't, even last year when he was in and out of the lineup, like it just didn't seem right. Like there's like there are multiple places where you go where it doesn't work out. I feel like that says something about you and not the place yeah. you're in. I will say, and then we'll move on because they'll be coming up soon. There is an example of a player that we'll be, that we'll be getting to where multiple teams didn't work out and then, and then found his home. So yeah, I don't like that argument. He always brings that up. Um, we'll move on, though. Um, next team, we got uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, new head coach in Doc Rivers. Uh, they free, free agent signing in Dwight Howard. Only notable one. Uh, they made a slew of trades on and around draft night. I don't know what for what. I was confused the whole time, but uh, they ended up Trading for Danny Green, Seth Curry, Terrence Ferguson, Tony Bradley, and traded away Al Horford, Josh Richardson, and Zaire Smith. Uh, they also draft Tyrese Maxey. Um, projected starting lineup, we got ourselves some Ben Simmons at point guard. Shooting guard, Danny Green, slash Seth Curry. Uh, small forward, Matisse Dybul, uh Power forward, Tobias Harris. And center, Mr. Embiid. Uh... Take us away, Shreff. Ooh, okay. So uh, I'll start off. Uh, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed Sixers fan. Last year, they kind of lost me a little bit uh, for an abundance of reasons. I thought I thought Brett Brown was kind of letting the team down. I thought Embiid and Simmons both weren't showing enough uh, enough star power for my liking. I thought Tobias Harris ended up, you know, not not playing up to his contract whatsoever. Al Horford, we won't even get into him. I don't want to talk about him. Um, very glad that he's gone. But moving into this year, I I think the Sixers had arguably the best, if not one of the best, uh, off seasons in the NBA um, as far as contenders go. Um, I think getting rid of Horford was an easy decision, even if it is only getting a guy like Danny Green. But I, I, I think Danny Green's going to end up meshing well with this team. I think his playoff struggles that became a very, you know, public and talked about thing. I think that was a, you know, a slight bump on the road, but I think he'll, he'll bounce back. And I, I loved uh, the Seth Curry trade. I like Josh Richardson. I just don't think he, he fit the team too well in what they were trying to do. I think Curry fits that perfectly. Um, you mentioned Doc Rivers. They also brought in Daryl Morey, um, who, if you're looking, if, if you want a guy who's going to go and get you shooters, which is what they've been needing, Daryl Morey's your guy. Um, so that was a great move in the first place. Uh, really like the Tyrese Maxey pick. Um, I think he'll fit in well there. Overall, I think the one thing this is 
the one thing we do have to think about, nothing's, nothing's happened yet, but people keep saying that they're the number one destination for Harden. Um, obviously, if he goes there, their outlook completely changes, but I'm looking at it currently just from what they have. Uh, I think the key is going to be both Simmons and Embiid kind of jumping into that role of not only great players, which we already know that they are, um, both all-stars in their own in their own regard, I think we're going to need to see them step into more of that leadership role. Um, and we saw that kind of get exposed when Jimmy Butler was there. And even this year, it, it happens every time they get in the playoffs and they just, they, they just can't seem to figure it out really. Um, so I think they, they, they now have the team that they need to make that run. It's really just going to come down to do Simmons and Embiid have the leadership ability to actually get them there. But roster wise, I think they're easily a, a top three team in the East probably. Yeah, so I have the Sixers of the uh, sorry five seed. Uh, so, you know, I mean, classic Sixers though, right? Yep. Top three talent in the East, top three 100%. talent roster in the East, oh, yeah. and then yep, same um, right in the middle of the the pack, and then it's, it's a first or second round exit for them. Um, but you know what the Sixers have been craving ever since pretty much JJ Redick has been gone has been shooting, and they get that in Curry, so that's um, you know, that's great for them. And I actually think they're going to, you know, they're going to be better in a lot of ways this year. Um, you know, you have to think maybe at some point, cause the, there's been a lot of criticism with the Sixers, not just from me, but from a lot of people, um, in the national media of how they do underachieve. And, you know, they have these players that you Embiid and Simmons who are supposed to be superstars, but can't get them over the hump. So maybe that puts them a little bit of extra motivation, but, you know, with the way I see things shaking out, I mean, they, I had the Nets as the four and them as the five, so that'd be a kind of a tough uh, first-round matchup for them if that were the case. What do you think, Jack? Uh, yeah, I agree with both of you. I guess I don't have to go too much. Um, I, It's been obvious they need shooters. They did exactly that in getting Seth Curry, uh, the best three-point shooter of all time, and Danny Green. Um, also note Danny Green, Green has been on three teams and has won three NBA championships, Mitchell. So uh, theory debunked. Um, no. Yeah. Danny Green I, is not problematic. He's just Danny Green. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, uh, I agree. I mean, yeah, Mitchell, uh, you got a point in saying how they're always uh, a lot of talent, but haven't put it together um, just to play devil's advocate. And I truly believe this actually. I mean, I think bringing in Doc Rivers is gonna is a difference maker. I forgot to that. say that. I was gonna. I, I realized agree, as yeah. soon as I stopped talking that I needed to. Um, right. right, and uh, and I do like what they did with the roster construction because you just need shooters, and uh, they got it. So, um, yeah, Rivers. Yeah. Rivers. I mean, in terms of like X's and O's, I don't know if he's the best, but more than anything, I think that that that's like a that's more of like a culture hire. Yeah, uh, you bring in a guy who has legit playoff experience something that under pop which is something but in terms of being like the leader of a legit playoff team not something that they really have ever had with with these with these guys so i i think it'll it'll certainly be be something to to watch and see what the differences are doc knows how to coach stars too i mean he's he dealt with kevin garnett and rondo and you know the whole paul big Pierce. three of the celtics and then paul you Poof. know he was there yeah. he was there for lob city too with paul and griffin and them yeah. yeah, so he's dealt with a bunch of different stars, had success, won a championship on his own as a head coach. So, yeah, you're right. I, I love Doc Rivers. So, 
yeah, can't say enough good things about that. We'll move on to the Eastern Conf- defending Eastern Conference champs, the Miami Heat. Um, not too much turnover here. They re-signed Bam to a pretty sizable contract. I think it was five for like one for what he for what yeah. Um, well, well deserved too. Resigned Drogic as well. Resigned Olenek. Oh, they bring in Avery Bradley. Um, only notable guy they lost is Jay Crowder. Um, however, they la- they draft uh, Precious Achua. God bless you. <laughs> out of Memphis. Um, starting lineup. We we got ourselves Drogic at the point. Uh, shooting guard. They got Duncan in there. Could be hero. Um, small forward Butler, Mo Hark Mo Harkless at the uh, power forward, and uh, oh, they brought him in. He's new. They did. Um, I don't know why I didn't have that. And then the Bam, obviously at the center. Um, can they go back to the finals? I think they can. Um, yeah. Tough to do, but uh, for me, the thing that always sticks out last year they. And this year, I think it'll be the same thing. They, in my opinion, play the best brand of like team basketball that you'll see in the league. I love um, it. Yeah. No one, no one there cares about uh, how many points they're scoring, and that I think is a trickle down effect from Mr. Jimmy Butler, who I referenced a little bit earlier, just when we were talking about Kyrie. I think Jimmy was more than anything a little misunderstood in terms of how he wanted to win, um, and I think he finally found his home in Miami, and I'm, I'm glad he did because we see what happened when. He finally found where he wanted to be. Um, I mean, they're in terms of returning, I, there's no reason why they can't considering their roster. They really, I mean, Jay Crowder is the only notable guy they lost. And even he isn't really someone who's going to tip the scale on what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Butler's going to come back, do the same thing. I think Bam has established himself as one of the best centers in the league. And I think we'll continue to develop into that. And I think part of that is because he's kind of, He's transcended the, the center role a little bit, just in terms of how he kind of reminds me of like a younger Shaq, just in terms of how he he, run, he runs the floor like a guard, pretty much. I mean, you, you'll see him bring the ball up on numerous occasions. Um, and then in terms of shooters, I mean, you have a really fun duo in uh, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Um, really interested to see what they do in their next season. Uh, Duncan Robinson was actually my, my X factor on this team for this year. I think Hero, we kind of can see what we're going to get out of him in the future. I think he, in my opinion, he, he, he's just a different breed. I think he's going to continue to grow. Robinson, I think, took people a, a little more by surprise in terms of what he did last year. So I'm more interested to see how he builds upon that. But, I mean, if these guys do what they did last year in terms of how they were playing as a team, there's no reason why they can't, they can't go back. Yeah, I mean, uh, like – even though the, they they beat the Celtics in the conference finals last year, like I was, it's hard not, it's really hard to not like this team. Like, unless maybe you're a salty them. Sixers fan and you're mad that Jimmy Butler's having success. There's a, that's the only way I can really see like someone not liking this team. So even, even for me, someone as their team, you know, they lost to the heat last year in the, in the conference finals. Like, I don't know. You really have to respect what they do. And there's no reason why they, they there was no reason for them to really change anything because it worked so well and they were right there and they were so close. So, I mean, I, I have them as the one seed to be honest in the East. Yeah, no, I agree. I love the heat as we know. Um, I think Tyler hero can be an MVP candidate. 
Um, wow. <laughs> uh, Stop. People are going to think you're serious. We can, uh, <laughs> we can move on. The, uh, I will say before we move on, the one thing I, I think the one reason why I like the Heat so much is because they've kind of changed the thought of the NBA where the last couple of years, especially, it's like if you don't have all these like all these superstars that you're not going to do anything. I think the heat completely like debunked that last year with what they did. Um, but it was, I mean, it's just team basketball and it, it, it it's so it. fun to watch. It's very, it, it, it's a, it's a fresh uh, breath of air in the NBA and they're, they're just fun. I, I, I really enjoy them. I think I'm going to sit on a podcast on an episode. I think like a final NBA finals preview, but like, I, I feel like they play like a college team. They do, which is why and, I love them. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, all right, so next we got the Indiana Pacers. Um, pretty uneventful offseason. Uh, a lot of rumors they'd bring in Gordon Hayward. That didn't work out. Um, they got a new coach, former Raptors, Raptors assistant coach, um, Nate Bjorkgren. Uh, Bjorkin, maybe? Bjorkin, Bjorkin yeah. Um, they draft Cassius Stanley out of Duke. Um Project this our lineup. We got ourselves Malcolm Brogdon, Oladipo, TJ Warren, who emerged in the bubble. Uh, that's cool. Um, Sabonis, Demontis Sabonis at power forward, and Miles Turner at center. Um, I got them missing the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not not too high on the Pacers. Um, I think I think a lot of it is I think uh, Oladipo. I think has certainly lost a step coming back from the injury. Um, I don't, he's, he's not like that franchise guy that I think he, he was at one point. Um, and also I think the other reason why I, don't, I I'm not too high on him is just because, I mean, I mean, we saw TJ Warren explode in the bubble, but I'm not confident in saying that he's going to come out this year and like be that player. Right. I mean, there's no track record that suggests that he'll keep that going. Um, one, one fun thing is that they do have two of the holiday brothers on the, on coming off the bench for him. So that's, so that's something to note. Kind okay. of not the one you want though. Not, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> out of the three, you, you get the two, the two worst ones. Um, but overall, I, th- I think they have a decent starting lineup. Uh, I, I like Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's a solid role player. I think Miles Turner is a half decent center. Um, but more than I, I just don't, there's not enough like wow factor of this team where, I mean, I, I could definitely see them making the playoffs, but I really don't. I don't see them like get, getting past the first round. And to be fair, um, five straight seasons of first round exits. So, so I think Ouch. they're making the. I think they're making the playoffs. I have them as the seven seed. Um, that streak is going to continue, though. They will be a first round exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I really, I like the Pacers, though. Um, you know, like like you just said, Streff, they're they're never going to have star power, really. And they're not they're not the most exciting brand of basketball, but they're very tough. They um, are. You saw a couple years ago. I mean, when when Oladipo was out with that, I don't know. He was out last year as well. But when he tore his Achilles, the first you know initially, I think it was two playoffs ago. But they really rare. They were. I think they were like a top four seed. I think they were fourth, and then everyone expected them to maybe fall out of the playoffs. But they still, they only dropped like maybe a seed or two. So they they they're a tough team as well, and they're they're a tough out. It's not like, you know, that they're first round exit, but they always play the teams tough, and it's not like you, you can blow right through them. So they do, and Sabonis, Sabonis, very underrated, uh, guy that gives you eighteen and twelve last year, and 
you know, he made an all-star game. So I don't know, maybe TJ Warren with his explosion game gives him some confidence. Um, and I, Brogdon's a really good defender as well. So I think they're a sneaky team. I think they'll, they'll get right into the playoffs, but again, not a high ceiling, high ceiling, sorry, low ceiling, high floor for the Pacers. That's my view of them. Okay. That's fair. Next team, the Boston Celtics. Uh, they lose Gordon Hayward and Ennis Cantor. Yep. Uh, they sign Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. Um, they draft Aaron Naismith. Naismith. I didn't want to go out and limb and say he's Naismith, but it's Naismith. And Peyton Pritchard. Um, their starting lap, they got Kemba at the point, Marcus Smart at shooting guard, Jalen Brown saw mall forward, power forward, Jason Tatum, and Daniel Tice at center. Uh, Mitchell, you can start us off. So there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces here with this team. I, I guess I came to this conclusion a couple weeks ago, but I, I really do think the Celtics are going to start off kind of slow. Couple factors uh, that go into that: uh, losing Gordon Hayward, a, a, mem- a you know a strong piece of our starting lineup. It's going to may- maybe mess up the chemistry a little bit to start. Players need to know how to gel together with some new pieces. Also, Kemba Walker probably going to miss two to three weeks. Don't exactly know when he's going to return, but I know he, he's not going to start the season. And I think the last time I saw it was like mid-January. So, again, he's going to miss the first couple weeks of the season. So, you know, you're starting Jeff Teague or maybe you can move smart to the, the point guard position and go a little big and start a couple bigger guys. But there's that. And, you know, there's there's some second-year players and Grant Williams and Romeo Langford, see how they're going to progress. And then, again, with the new guys like Naismith, who – may see more minutes than he should maybe be, will be ready for at the start of the season. Again, a lot of moving pieces here. That's why I think there's going to be a slow start for us. Um, but again, there's, there's too much talent on this team and they play really well together. And um, maybe, maybe coming off the, the heartbreak of almost getting to the finals last year, you know, we, we made the conference finals so many years in a row, not in a row, but um, two out of the past three years made the conference finals. So Again, that, that that could play a part. Anyway, I think we'll rebound. I have a sense of the sixth seed, I believe, but again, it, it does it wouldn't shock anyone if the Celtics were probably one or as low as six or seven. So um that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with you there. Um I definitely agree with you where I, like I wouldn't be surprised if they were anywhere between like that one and six spot. Um for me, I think one, a huge key to this year, I think one thing I'm looking for, I, I want to see Jason Tatum kind of make that transition into a all NBA type of guy, because I, I do think he has that potential to do that. Um, and I think that's a big key for them is I think the one thing with the Celtics has been that they've been this collection of good players, but they haven't had that one guy really stand out above the rest and kind of take on that that lead role. And right now it seems like Tatum's the guy that's going to do that. Um, So looking for that. And my X factor for, for them was actually Jalen Brown. Um, I've really enjoyed watching him play. I think he's a really good player for me. I want to see him, you know, expand that role. I mean that they have Kemba who's obviously going to do his thing, but
but I think you give it, I think, I think if Jalen Brown steps in and becomes like more of a go-to guy, you all of a sudden have Kemba Tatum and Brown there as three solid go-to options. I mean, they're, those are three guys that are going to be hard to beat, especially with now they're, they're at the point where you can say that they have a lot of playoff experience, even in, even in their short amount of time, they now have that playoff experience. I think that that goes a long way, especially as you get further and further into the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anywhere between that one and six seed, I could definitely see, and I could see them. There's no, they have the talent to go back to where they were. It's just a matter of seeing some of those guys step up in the, in the bigger moments. I agree. No need to really add anything else there. Um, we'll move on to the Raptors. Um, they lose Sergi Baca and Marcus Saul. Uh, they re-sign uh, Fred Van Vliet. Um, also bring in Aaron Baines, I guess, to supplement the loss of Ibaka and Gasol. Um, they draft Malachi Flynn out of San Diego State. Uh, projected starting lineup. We have Lowry at point guard, Van Vliet shooting guard, OG Onanobi, uh, small forward, Siakam at power forward, and Aaron Baines, um, center. Can the Raptors miss the playoffs? Uh, I don't, I don't think take so. some injuries. Yeah. I, I don't think they can miss the playoffs. Um, this, I, I think they've, they've definitely taken a step back from where they were. Uh, the one thing I, I, I did want to mention, I'd say out of all the NBA, I'd say the Raptors in, in recent memory have been one of the most well-run franchise in the NBA. I mean, you, you, you win the championship with Kawhi Leonard and then he leaves, but you still manage to put together a solid year, I think is, is commendable. Um, I also think one thing I, I I think Pascal Siakam comes in, in my opinion, as one of the more underrated players in the NBA Uh, with Kyle Lowry kind of being a little bit past his prime. He was, you can see he started to kind of hand the, you know, the key to the team over to Siakam in terms of being like that go-to scorer for him. Um, He struggled a little bit down the stretch last year, but I, I don't think he'll have any problem bouncing back once this year gets kicked back up. Um, Lost two big pieces of that title team in Ibaka and Marcus Hall. Um, besides that, though, I, I like that. I, I like they re-signed Van, Van Fleet this year, right? Yeah, yep, they did. Yeah, I, I liked that. I like them re-signing him. I think I think he's been a huge part of their team. A good guy to have back. Lowry's always going to be a consistent a consistent guy for them. Um, and they have Siakam. Like, I mean, in terms of their core, they're they're certainly a playoff team. For me, I just don't. I don't see them having enough firepower to get past teams like Miami, Milwaukee, or, uh, or like maybe even like a Brooklyn at that point. Um, but probably a solid four or five seed. If I had to guess. I have them at the three still there. I still like the roster. Van Fleet's really good. Um, I, I still think they're, like you said, they're a very well-run organization. I see them right in the thick of things. Um, in terms of battling for position in the regular season. I do have uh, the Celtics beating the Raptors, though, in the first round of the playoffs. So it would be a first-round exit. But, again, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what the ceiling – I don't think they, – they can't win the title, I don't think. But, you know, maybe win a series, maybe two, is the ceiling for this team. They're my seventh seed. Wow. <laughs> he gives a casual shrug. Um, the Bucks. They we open up the show. They locked up Giannis uh, for some years. 
Um, they traded away George Hill and Eric Bledsoe and get Drew Holiday. They also signed Bobby Portis, DJ Augustine, Tory Craig, draft Jordan Nora, and their projected starting lineup is Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez at center. Um, will this be the year they finally do it? Will they get to the finals? Uh, so I, I I've been holding back on on a on hot takes throughout this so far, um, but this this team provides me with my first chance to to you know to ring some bells a little bit. You missed the playoffs? Um, no, not missing the playoffs. Not missing the playoffs. Um, for me, uh, I don't think we'll have to hear what you guys think. As of now, Giannis is not a guy who can uh, get them over that hump. I, I don't think he has it in him right now. Um, I enjoyed the holiday trade. I thought that was, that was a good move for them in terms of giving them some more. Uh, he's going to help a lot defensively, Pro- probably one of the best, probably the best defensive guard in the league, if I had to say. Gives them a lot of help there. I like Chris Middleton. I think he's a solid, a solid role player for them. Um, for me, I mean, so far, I mean, we've seen it. Giannis hasn't been able to get it done in the playoffs. And I don't, I haven't seen anything yet that has given me the indication that that's going to change. I hope he proves me wrong because I, I, I would enjoy seeing a team like Milwaukee get in just because I, it does provide some, uh, you know, some differences in, in, in finals matchups, which I, I always enjoy for the NBA. Um, but right now, I think they'll, once again, they'll do what they normally do. They'll end up with, you know, one or two seed probably. Giannis is a, is a regular season, you know, monster. But for now, I still don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd take them over a team like the Heat, the Celtics, or the Nets. I could see all three of those teams beating them. I could, I could even maybe see the Sixers beating them in a seven game series, if we're being honest here. Love to hear what you guys think, though. The Bucks are going to the finals this year. Uh oh. I just, I, this is the year. I think he's pissed off. Like, people pissed off last year, too. Yeah, but even like, it, it just it intensifies as time goes about? on. What's he so mad about? He's, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I don't know how mad you can be. You just got two hundred twenty-eight million dollars, yeah, no, but he just had a baby. Why is he so mad? <laughs> <laughs> because of people like Shrift, they said he can't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm You're the reason, Shrift. You're the reason the Bucks are going to make the finals. <laughs> I hope he proves me wrong. Like I said, but I, I, I just don't see it in him. The first, as soon as he wins the finals MVP, he's gonna say in his Greek accent. Andrew Schreffler, you're the reason I'm standing hope, here today. I hope I hear it. I hope I hear it. So I don't know. I think uh, I think he's going to win MVP three times in a row. I think he's going to do it. That's so hard. I don't know. He's going to do it. I don't think so. I just think people they're he's going to put up numbers that are so ridiculous that they can't ignore it. He's going to they're they're going to have to vote for him. Yeah, gonna, but it's going to be like the we're tired of Giannis type thing. Nope. 45 and 23. I get I get voter fatigue, <laughs> but he's just gonna yeah, 45 and 23 per game. <laughs> he's not, not that high, but I really do think he's gonna put up numbers that are so ridiculous. Like he he still is the most unstoppable player. And I'm sure people are like, yeah, he gets talked about a ton and he's back to back MVP, but I still feel like there's there's still like that some crowd that's just like I don't know, it may be fatigue and MVP fatigue, but he's I, he's still the most dominant player in the league, and I don't care. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, um, my, I think the way I think about it and the reason why I said what I said is because until he develops 
a more consistent jump shot. I think the issue with is, is that in a seven game series, these good defensive teams will eventually figure out what they have to do to kind of contain him. And then once you get past that, like I said, that's why I enjoyed the holiday signing or the holiday trade is because they now have another guy that they can rely on if they happen to figure out something to contain Giannis a little bit. And it's happened. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, in the playoffs, these teams have figured him out eventually. And when they do, it get. I mean, Milwaukee turns into a completely different team. Um, so once again, I, I would love to see him prove me wrong. I do like, I like their team as a whole. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah. That wraps up the East. There we go. Do we want to do the conference finals predictions now or should we wait till the end? I have a uh, bucks over heat. Jack. It's hard to not have the Celtics in there, but I just think, uh, well, according to this, we'd run into the, the, um, the bucks in the second round. So tough. Um, I'm going to go with the heat over the nets. I'm going to reverse you and go nets over heat. We got Nets Heat and Bucks. What did you say, Mitchell? Bucks over Heat. Yep. Okay. Nets Heat and Bucks. All right. Heat, which I think is fair. West time. Get it going. All right. So we're going to start off with the 15 seed, the Golden State Warriors. So weird. It is weird. They add James Wiseman in the draft with a second overall pick. They trade for Kelly Oubre. They sign Brad Wanamaker from the Boston Celtics. Delta pick. Um, they also draft Nico Mannion from Arizona in the second round, and they lost Clay Thompson to where, where'd he go? Uh, he can't find his way to the stadium. He's, yeah, he's lost. Um, yeah, Clay's not playing this year. So, yeah, that's where we uh, leave the Warriors. Projected starting lineups, uh, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, and it looks like they have Wiseman slotted in as the starting center. So As they should. What do you guys think? I mean, this is a very interesting, not typical last place team. Um, and, you know, I don't, I'm interested to see where you guys, where, where do you have them? That's the first question. Where would you put them at? It, it's so tough just because of how deep the West is. I think with the roster they have, I think they're going to be, if they do make the playoffs, it's going to be a little bit of a lower seed, but my overall opinion, I, I can't, I can't doubt Steph Curry. I really can't. Um, I think he's, I think he's kind of been forgotten about just because of not playing in so long. Um, but I, I, I fully expect him to, re- to return to the player that he was. And I think as, as a whole, they made some moves that I think are going to help them out. Obviously not having clay hurts. I love the Wiseman pick. I think he, he gives them a new facet of their team that they, that they haven't had, which is a big man who can run the floor and kind of stretch it as he needs to. But also, I mean, he'll be down there getting blocks, boards, anything you need. Something that they haven't had. Um, and I'm a little biased because I love him, but uh, Kelly Oubre was probably one of my favorite moves of the offseason with the Warriors getting him. He really blossomed in Phoenix and kind of turned into what everyone thought he was going to be. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think he, he might have been a top 10 pick out of Kansas. I forget. Um, but he, he really found his, his niche there. And I'm hoping that he can find that same role in Golden State with with Clay being out, I think he'll have an easier time kind of finding that role. Um, for me, the one the guy that I'm really excited to see is Andrew Wiggins. And I part of that is because I think in Minnesota, he was asked to maybe be more than he than he he really is at the end of the day. 
And I think being here where he's going to end up being like a, you know, a third, fourth option kind of guy, I think he might be able to find more of a role with this team and maybe, you know, kind of reverse his, his fortune a little bit in terms of what he's been doing. But overall, I, I, I like Golden State. I, I, I could definitely see them sneaking in. Jack, what do you think? Nothing too much to add. Um, similar to what Trev said. Yeah, where did you have them? Um, I have them at the six. Yeah, cool. Same here. All right, cool. Um, yeah, not too much to add. Only just like same way Shref, uh said you can't doubt Steph Curry. I can't doubt Steve Curry either. Uh, fantastic coach. So um, we can move on to the next team. James Wiseman's going to win rookie of the year. I, I, I think I might have actually put that. I did. Excuse me? <laughs> Do you know about that boy in Charlotte? <laughs> James Wiseman's going to rookie, rookie of the year by a landslide. That's uh, my prediction. That's he's going to stuff the stat sheet, I think. I, I, I think he's going to see minutes. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to Jack's biggest whiff, uh, why his basketball credibility is tarnished. The Minnesota Timberwolves, oh, yeah. uh, the 14th seed last year where he said they were going to make the playoffs. They did not even come close. Um, they add Malik Beasley. They re-sign him. Uh, and they add Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Ricky Rubio, they had the number one pick, Anthony Edwards, and another guy, I don't know how to say his name. And they didn't really lose anyone. And their starting lineup, let's read that off. Allow me to. It is Ricky Rubio slotting in there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, also his backcourt mate. Anthony Edwards. Um, Herning Gomez. Juan. And uh, <laughs> that's him, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, uh, this team's so it. bad. Eh. They're gonna come in last. That's I'll why I have it. them last. Really? I'll yeah. I'll keep it pretty quick on him. I I think I I, I like the Anthony Edwards pick. I thought it was the right selection for them. I, I don't I don't know if Lamelo and Russell would have worked out. I think Edwards and Russell is a nice combination. So I mean, at this point, I think after drafting them, they've kind of. They've established what they want to do with their team, which is built around Edwards, Edwards, Russell, and Towns, which is, I mean, that's a solid trio in my opinion. Um, I liked that they brought back Ricky Rubio, kind of like Ubre, found a legit role in the Suns last year, and will hopefully carry that over into the Timberwolves. Um, a young team overall, so I mean, could I mean they're going to be fun to watch with, with Edwards there now, but uh, probably most likely going to be on the outside looking in when it comes when it comes playoff time. Um, you know, I think they're the 14th best team in the conference, but, um, where's the butt? <laughs> why'd you, why'd you sound so shocked when I had them last then? You're like, what? what? They're the last? <laughs> I have them 14th. Well, the thing is, I think there's only one team in the West that I don't think has a shot at making the playoffs and it's not the Timberwolves. I think I know I, who I can see, I can somehow see like they can make the, they can be an eight seed somehow. Even though, even though they're the 14th best team. (laughs) I do think they're going to finish 14th, but the West is just so hard. That if they were in the East, I I think this would be a different time. They're making the the playoffs in the East. I think they're making the playoffs in the East. No, they're not. I don't know if they are, but Carl Anthony Towns is so good. He is. But Talk I about mean, a guy who's going to be motivated this year. He like he lost like eight family members to COVID. It's not, I'm not even kidding. A lot of family members, yeah. It's ridiculous. I think, I don't know. Um, DeAndre Russell's good. 
Yeah, he's fun. <laughs> I mean, they do lack some depth. Like they do. They they, they lack a lot of depth. That. So that's why they're the 14th best team. But yeah, I, we spent too much time again. We the, did. The, 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 the Timberwolves lead. <laughs> they're probably the the franchise the most in all of sports that we've talked about here the most that did not deserve it. <laughs> Maybe. So, undeserved air time. We'll move it. on. Um, the next team who is who finished 13th last year? Probably the Kings, but I don't know. It was the Pelicans. Pelicans. What New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they re-signed Brandon Ingram. That's cool. Um, and they traded for Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. So a couple of, you know, solid pieces there. Uh, they draft Kira Lewis. And they bring in Wenyan Gabriel, and they lost. Uh, they just lost Drew Holiday in the yeah. trade. Not just Drew Holiday; he's a solid piece. I don't know why I said it that way, but they lose Drew Holiday, and their projected starting starting lineup, excuse me, would be Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Ingram, and Mr. Zion Williamson, and Stephen Adams. Uh, you know they have. Bloods, uh, sorry, um, Reddick and Josh Hart kind of coming off the bench. What do you guys think of New Orleans? I like New Orleans. They're, I do too. They're, they're going to be another fun team this year. Um, I think the, the first thing to note, uh, Brandon Ingram has really found a home, I think, in New Orleans and I think is uh, only going to get better. I mean, he, he won most improved player last year. Um, I think it easily, easily an all-star this year. Uh hopefully going to see him really take on like that number one role. Um, for me, the X factor, and this might come as a, a huge shock, but the X factor, it's going to be Zion this year. Um, as, as fun as it was to watch him last year, it was, the, it was a very small sample size in terms of the amount of games he played. Um, and if he, if he does what he did in that limited amount of time, I mean, he, he played very well in the, in the games that he did play. If he can continue to turn out those types of performances there's no reason why why the why the Pelicans aren't going to be a playoff team, in my opinion. I don't know, just because of uh, you know, there, there's not a lot of playoff experience there. Um, so if they do get in, I don't know what they're doing. But I think that I, I, as of now, I think they're definitely a playoff team. I wouldn't say definitely, but oh, Jack, what do you think? 75 percent sure that they're. A it's hard team. to say definitely, just because they're so this West is so good, but. Um... I like the Pelicans. I love Zion, love Steven Adams, love Lonzo, love JJ too. Brandon can kick rocks, but um, the I don't know. It's don't really have much to add. I I do think um, I like Steven Adams adding that as a veteran presence here. Um, yeah, I the ceiling could be seven. They're, yeah, I mean, their their ceiling's definitely a low seed, but I, like in terms of those teams that are going to be that are going to be fighting for those spots, there's definitely a path for them to to find their way in there for sure. I mean, if Zion explodes, which that, he likely can, and that's um, my point is like if it, if he yeah. does what he if he does what he did last year over a full season, then I mean, there's no telling what what they could do. Right, without what minute restriction, okay. seven. Oh boy, okay, I have him eleven. Ooh. Uh, I still, I mean, they're, they're a good team and they're, they're young and they'll make the playoffs probably in a couple of years. I just don't see it this year. There's too many good teams. So I really couldn't, I really couldn't do it. I couldn't put them ahead. 
next, we talk about the Sacramento Kings. They bring in Hassan Whiteside. Uh, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton. And they drafted Rob Woodard. And they bring in Frank Kaminsky. And they lost nice. <laughs> Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kent Bogdan, Bazemore, Bogdan. and Harry Giles and Alex Lynn. Yeah, Jack, is, is is this the team who you said uh, definitely isn't isn't gonna make it? <laughs> we have found ourselves our fifteen best fifteenth yeah, best uh, team in the West. We'll we'll keep the I'll, I'll keep this one quick. They they did bring in a new GM, which is something I guess. I don't know. Um, I really like Darren Fox. I think he's great, but I, I uh, unfortunately he is in that's Sacramento. That's it. That's it. He's in Sacramento. Uh, yeah. hey, Bagley hasn't Heald, really had buddy. a chance to show anything. He's been hurt all the time. Heels a solid player, but once again, he's in Sacramento. I don't know. I mean, eh. <laughs> it's about all I have for him. There, there, there's not much going on there. Yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich, they needed him. They did, and they lost him. It was unfortunate. Yeah. So I, I, I love Kings basketball, but <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to see them in this very loaded conference finishing higher than 13th. I have them 14th, but it's tough. All right. Uh, we'll move on. The, the San Antonio Spurs were the 11 last year. They re-signed Jacob Pertle. Pertle? Is it Hurdle or is it Pertle? Pertle. Jacob Pertle, they re-signed him. They drafted Devin Vassell and Trey Jones. And they didn't really lose much. Brian Forbes. Oof. And their starting uh, lineup, uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Derek White, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Pertle. What do you guys think here? Obviously, they have the most experienced winningest coach in the league on their side. Uh, San Antonio, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's so hard with the coach. Uh, Popovich is yeah. like the second best coach of all time, but they're my like 12 seed. I don't know. And they, they're not even that bad. Like, I love DeRozan, and Aldridge is very good. I think he's still solid, um, but just not enough. Not enough in the West. Not enough in the West. You're right. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out to someone who I think is going to make make a big leap. And this is biased, but I, after watching him, I really do think he's going to take another another step forward. Uh, that, that would be Lonnie Walker. He was their first round pick. Uh, I guess, yeah, this will be his third season coming in. Um, found a little bit more of a role last year, and I'm hoping that that he gets more minutes as the time goes on because he, he he's a fun guy to watch. But yeah. Unfortunately, even though Pop's there, and I think he'll he'll keep them in games just because of who he is, just because it's Pop, but they just don't have enough to go against most of these teams in the West, unfortunately. Is Lonnie Walker from where you're from? He went to my rival high school, yeah. Wow, interesting fact. Fun fact of the day. Yeah. They do lose Tim Duncan. That That is true. They did lose Tim Duncan on the bench. All right. Um We'll move on next to the Phoenix Suns. They made quite the run in the bubble, almost made the playoffs. Kind of came down to the Jacks. Whoa, Suns jersey. There it is. I'm wearing a Suns jersey. Kind of came down to the final, I guess, days, I guess, in the bubble for them to be eliminated. Uh, but they trade for Chris Paul. They signed Jay Crowder. They re-signed Dario Saric. They signed Langston Galloway, SJU alum. Wow. 
uh, Javon Carter, the re-signed, and uh, that's pretty much about it. Jay Crowder. I said him. Okay, I said him again. Good. <laughs> and they lose uh, Aaron Baines, Kelly Oubre, and Ricky Rubio. And the project starting lineup is Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. Oh, they also, sorry, I forgot to mention, drafted Jalen Smith. Former uh, Notre Dame linebacker, current Cowboys. Yeah, um, now, dual sport just... athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the Suns miss the playoffs? They could. Will uh, they? I don't know. I the the Suns for me, the Suns are going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch this year, and that's mostly because of Devin Booker, um, who I think that this, especially in the bubble, I think he kind of cemented his place as. Like, I think he established that he is going to be, like, the guy in Phoenix. I think before it was hard to say just because he had absolutely no one around him. But I think now that they're starting to develop a roster, I think it, it's become clear that he's going to be the, their guy for the for the long term. Um, love the Chris Paul trade. I think, I think that was a perfect trade for them to make if they want to actually be a serious team. Um, and a, a lot of depth, too, that, that got kind of illuminated in the bubble last year with guys like uh, – you know, DeAndre Ayton kind of came alive a little bit. I, I do like Cam Johnson, who Jack got to talk to. Um, I like Dario, and I, I, I like Bridges as well. Um, so, I mean, a young team, but bringing in Chris Paul does help that in terms of veteran leadership. Uh, I would say they, they definitely have, have a legit chance at playoffs, but could see it go going either way, just, just with how many good teams there are in the West. So I have them in. I have them as the seven seed. I think bringing Chris Paul – well, he is, he is 35, um, so you can't expect him to be – I mean, he's still got stuff left in him, I think. But, oh, he's got stuff. Uh, but you can see a similar jump as, I guess, the Thunder, how people yeah. expected the Thunder to really fall off last year, and they bring in Chris Ball and they make the playoffs. So I think that's that he fits in really well here. And DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's, he's really good, and I feel like he's just so overlooked because he's in the draft class with Trey Young and Luka Doncic but still a very good player. So um, I think it's a very good team, and I, I think they're going to get in. I really do. I, I really like what they're putting together here, and I have them as a seven. Five seed. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> they are cool. I agree. They are, they are real cool. <laughs> I just think they're going to really build off the momentum that they uh, had in the, in the bubs. I agree. And, uh, <laughs> in the bubs. bubs. <laughs> I, I, will, I will also mention they uh, – I think they they also found I think a long term head coaching solution in Monty Williams. I think he's yeah. a great coach. I also love how for like seven or eight different teams, Shreff has said this is going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch. But it's no, like- <laughs> no, if, uh, no. I, I think I've only said it for three. I think it, it it it's the for right now it's the Hornets, it's the Suns, and it's the Nets. Okay. Maybe Hornets, for some baby. you said maybe for some you said interesting and not exciting. Yeah. There's a big difference, and I'm pretty sure. Come, I don't know if I have any more uh, exciting teams coming up. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Real cool. All right. So next we got the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, such an exciting. Also, just missed out in the playoffs in the Bubs. <laughs> Can we start calling it that from now on? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, not much change with the Grizzlies. Uh, they they re-signed DeAnthony Melton. They did. And they lost Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, is that former Josh Jackson of the, the top 
four pick. That was the former and current four, Josh Jackson. The number four overall pick on the Suns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wow. This guy, that guy really fell off. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, so not much changes with the Grizzlies. And let me pull up their lineup. Their projected starting lineup is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, John Morant, obviously at the point guard position. Dylan Brooks at the shooting guard position. Uh, is this Kyle Anderson? Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Valanchunas at the center position. Uh, fourth also, Jonas brother. Hmm. Yeah, the fourth Jonas brother, correct. Uh, they got uh, Brandon Clark also coming off the bench. Another one of uh, I loved watching him and playing college. He had a solid uh, rookie season. Um, what do you guys think about Memphis? Just missed out the playoffs this year. Will they make it? Where are they? See them on the outside looking in. They're outside. Yeah, I think they're outside too. I do. I agree. I have them. I concur. I have him at the tenth spot. I Eleven. Josh, so much fun. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 once again, it's one of those like in in the East. There's a di- it's a different conversation, but with how many good teams there are, I I, I just don't think they have enough. I, I like Jaron Jackson, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he is starting the year not playing. I think he has an injury that he's recovering from. From says he's on the IL, so I, I yeah. you may be correct. So they're 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 definitely going to come out slow, which is always going to be tough. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's definitely going to be a little bit because I, I think they are going to have to wait until Jaw Jaw I think will become like that that guy that like he's going to become like their their dude, but he doesn't he, he's not going to be consistent enough for right now. I just don't think like top to bottom roster there there's there's just not quite enough, but still cool. Cool. All right, we'll move on to the teams that made the playoffs, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. They had uh, Jones Jr. and they had, uh, sorry, they re-signed Rodney Hood, bring in Harry Giles III. They re-signed Mello. They bring in uh, Cantor, and they drafted C.J. Ellaby, and they lost uh, Wenyon Gabriel and Hassan Whiteside. Um so obviously the Trailblazers were not your typical eight seed. Uh, they kind of got healthy and gained a lot of momentum in the last part of the season. Uh, obviously Lillard was playing at an absolutely ridiculous level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their, their projected starting lineup, uh, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum at the two spot, Derek Jones Jr. at the three, Robert Covington at the uh, power forward position and Nurchich at the center. Um, possible notable uh, bench players are Gary Trent Jr., uh, Rodney Hood, Zach Collins, and maybe Cantor will get some minutes at the five. Uh, what do you guys think of Portland? Again, this is a team hard to figure out. I don't know what I mean. We've said this like a broken record. The West is also very hard to figure out, but um, that's why it's fun to talk about. These teams could really be at any position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have them at the eight seed again. Where do you guys have them? Eight seed. I'm I, I'm a little higher on them this year in terms of getting it. In terms of their actual seeding, I don't know where they'll be. I mean, like it's the West; so they could be anywhere. Um, but they had one of the better off seasons, in my opinion. I think Covington was a great trade for them. I liked bringing in Cantor, and I, I like Derek Jones as well. Um, I mean, Lillard was like unconscious in the bubs. I mean, it was it, it was it was absurd to watch. 
for me, I think it's just they're they seem a lot deeper this year than they have been in recent memory. And I, I like if they once again if they catch fire at the right time, I think they now have enough guys where they could where they can make a legit run. But I'm 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 pretty high on the Blazers overall. I like Covington a lot, and I do like Derek Jones Jr., but I don't think he's a starter. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's really hard. Like they could be the four. They that, could that's be. Like, they could be the ten. I don't know. We're in that range of teams now, where yeah. like teams could be all over the place when when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah, very fun to watch last year. I, I mean, there's you had the LeBron fans, but if you weren't, then you were heavily rooting for the uh, the Blazers in the first round there. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people even I don't know, not a lot of people, but there were some people that are even thinking there could be an upset, which in hindsight looks really stupid because the Lakers <laughs> won the whole thing. But again, you know that 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 shows that in the moment that the Lillard was, effect. Yeah, it was a lot closer than than people, you know, realized. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, they have. He's opening up on a lot of sports books as the MVP favorite, Luka Doncic, on their squad. Um, they bring in Trey Burke. They re-sign Willie Cauley Stein. Um, they traded for James Johnson. They draft Josh Green and Tyrell Terry, and they really only lost Michael Kidd Gilchrist and their projected starting lineup for the Mavericks. Sorry, there's a lot of scrolling around here. Luka Doncic, uh, Tim Hardaway, uh, Josh Richardson. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got confused with that trade because there's a lot of moving pieces, <laughs> but they bring in Josh Richardson as well. They yeah. trade for him. Uh, I don't know who their four is. Maxi Keb Keebler? Keebler, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and Porzingis uh, at the center. Is he going to start the year? He no. Hasn't... He's out till like January, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right, maybe Cauley Stein will will get some minutes as the center. Um, what do you guys think of of Dallas? I mean, if if Luca's going to be the MVP, they're probably going to have to be higher than a seven seed. Yeah, three seed. A lot on Luca being 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 as good as they think he's going to be, and I think he will be. I'm, I'm not saying he's not going to be. There's just a lot riding on him for for how how new and fresh he is in the league. Well, Jack, do you have him as the MVP? Because you have him as the three seed. That's pretty pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Three seed. Three's high. Three's high. Um I I thought the the Richardson and Seth Curry trade I thought worked out well for both teams. I think Richardson fits in Dallas um more than he did in Philly. Um once Chris Stapps gets healthy, the key's gonna be staying healthy. If he does stay healthy, they're gonna be looking real good. If he doesn't, debatable. Um, but I mean Luca is I mean, he's he, he's an absolute superstar. Uh so I'm not, I'm not going to bet against them. They're, they're certainly a team that I could see making a, making a legit run. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not that crazy. I haven't met the five seed Jack, so not too yeah. far off from you. And uh, I mean, there's a reason why he is the favorite to win MVP. 100%. And if I wasn't, so I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of still on the, the Giannis thing here uh, with him putting up the 45 and 23 at night. 45 and 23. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, Luca is probably, for me, a top three choice for this for that award. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see if they have 
they really have enough um, behind him to really put them over the edge and get over these L.A. teams because that's who everyone's gunning for, especially the Lakers. All right, uh, we'll go to the Utah Jazz. Shreff earlier on on the show called them the classic five seed. I did. Uh, but last year they were the six seed. Oh. <laughs> so a little bit off. Uh, they bring in Derek Favors. They re-signed Jordan Clarkson. Uh, they signed Shaq Harrison. And they drafted uh, Azabuke from Kansas. And they really didn't lose anyone. So the Jazz kind of keep uh, the same core generally together. Uh, they've got Conley starting at the point guard position, Donovan Mitchell at the shooting guard. Uh, they re-signed um, Bogdanovich. A lot of Bogdanoviches in the NBA. Royce O'Neal and Rudy Gobert, Mr. Coronavirus. <laughs> he ruined the NBA. Remember that? Yeah, I'll never forgive him. He didn't ruin it. It was inevitable, but he kind of pushed the problem forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, it wasn't all on him, but he, it was, he, he, I'm still going to only blame him for it though. No matter it's his what. fault. It yeah. is his fault. <laughs> because yeah. I don't really like Rudy Gobert. It's his fault. It's his fault that we didn't have basketball and the world shut down for. Yeah. Screw you, Rudy. What a crazy night that was. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was after was I watched Christian Wood play at the Wells Fargo center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have the jazz as the four. So I got them moving up. Whoa. Big they're such a well-run team and like they're, they are very they're, well. again they're 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 a regular season team yep but yeah it's the same thing every year kind of with them i agree and i i have the uh this one i think more people would agree with me i have the same opinion of mitchell that i do with uh, not you mitchell but but uh but donovan mitchell i have the same opinion as of him as i do as i did as as Giannis earlier right I, I i don't think mitchell is is ever going to be that that guy um who can like will them towards like a like a legit playoff run? Great player. He he had a great. I feel like it, it gets it gets forgotten about a little bit, but he had a great first round series uh, going one on one against Jamal Murray in the in, yeah in the uh, in the Bubs. Um, some good players. M- Mitchell's a Mitchell's. A, I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's a very good player. Gobert's always going to be a solid center. M- Mike Conley keeps hanging around doing his thing. Um, overall, a, a solid roster, but once again, probably like a could could definitely see them winning a first round matchup and then probably getting bounced in the second. Um 10 seed. Wow. 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 Nah, dude, sorry. <laughs> There's no way. I know they're in different conferences, but the Jazz missed the playoffs and the Hornets make the playoffs. <laughs> hey, that Luca's Luca, Zion and Chris Paul are coming. <laughs> no, I'm and I got sorry. a bone to pick with Mike Conley. What, what kind of bone? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? But, those are words that that, that that have never been spoken. Just everyone's all like, how? Like, all right. When he got traded to the the Jazz, he was just so underrated, and everyone just thinks he's so underrated that I think he's overrated. I think <laughs> I think he's now overrated. He didn't. I, I don't think it works like that. His, he, he, he's talked about too much underrated that it's flipped <laughs> that now he's overrated. Um, his, I'm looking at his stats. Is he shot like four percent worse last year? Um, Oof. Yeah. 
That's it. <laughs> that was too funny. <laughs> that that is an absurd stance to take. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But like he's playing in Utah. Like the, the, like there's not a single person in Utah that, that that's overrated. It's not the way that works. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess the he averaged seven points less. All right, well, he's getting older. Yeah. I don't Get think anyone's talking about him as underrated anymore, though. Like, I, I don't think that that's a conversation that people are really having anymore. His nicknames are Money Mike and Mountain Mike. I, I don't know. I don't really understand the second one, but I like Money <laughs> Mountain Mike. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, he's not tall. He's 6'1". Yeah. <laughs> we have the same, 6'1", 175. We're the same thing. Yeah. I can take this guy. Maybe I think, uh, sorry, health. this is so random, but I think Bradley Beal might be the most underrated player in the NBA. I said I, I gave one earlier. I forget it. Oh, Pascal Siakam was mine. I think I said. I know it was on the Wizards last year without Russ, but like thirty points. Like, come on, that's a lot. I don't. He'll have his time to shine. You don't but just yeah, fi- that, you don't just find thirty point scores. Overall, my, my my overall point of the Utah Jazz is I, is I don't know what Jack's talking about. Yeah, sorry, we kind of got off track there, but I, the Jazz are making the playoffs. Jack should just be banned from the rest of the episode, to be honest. <laughs> um, screw you, Mike Conley. <laughs> I got a bone to hear this. He'll be real upset when he hears this, Jack. Yeah. You know yeah, I think you just gave him the extra motivation that he needed to be honest. Gian- Giannis, sure, and Mike yeah. Conley, Giannis and Mike Conley are going to go ballistic this season. I just gave him the stress factor. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie Irving, Giannis, and Mike Conley are going to be the top going, three for MVP. He's going for, for 25 points and 14 assists a game now. <laughs> um, all right. We'll move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they bring in Al Horford, Trevor Ariza, TJ Leaf, Ty Jerome, a ton of first-round picks, Oof. but they lose Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, Nerlens Noel, and Gallinari. So um, their, whole, their whole team's kind of gone. They're left. I didn't. I forgot about the Thunder. They're my 14 seed. Oh my gosh! It. I mean, it. This one's hard to talk about just because, like. Like it's very obvious that they're they're going down the Sixers route of like we're just gonna we're just gonna be bad for yeah. a little bit. It's not get... outrageous, but I'm 14. Um, I I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, so I'm glad that they chose him as like kind of the guy that they're gonna maybe look to build around a little bit. Um, besides that, I don't really have much more to say. Uh, they have Al Horford, who I I said earlier that that I'm not gonna talk about. And I'm gonna continue that trend. Um, cool. I do. I, I am a big. Uh, I'm a big Lou Dort guy, though. I must say. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I love me some Lou Dort. <laughs> Lou Dort. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He, I forget. I forget who he guarded. Oh, it was Harden. They they played the Rockets in that series, and and he he had Harden like it like it. He, he had him. He had him locked up. Sure. Right. His, his name Tref, is Dort. Lou Dort. Let me just read you his stats real quick. Shooting 39 percent from the field, 29 percent from three. I wasn't talking about his offense, Mitchell. I was talking about his defense. Did, are we not going to ignore that his name is Dort? Is that Lou Dort? <laughs> How well, can't you love him? Okay, the point is, this is a very bad basketball. <laughs> no, they stink. I'm not saying they're good. <laughs> yeah, uh, SGA is really all you have to write home about. Um, yeah, it's going to be a rough year, and I, I know everyone said that last year, but you just really can't see any narrative where they make noise. No. No chance. I have him at 13. Yeah, 
the, the other, I don't know better. if you meant the other guy that they lost. They, they lost uh, yeah, they lost Dennis Schroeder as well. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. With all these, some of the trades, God, there were so many. Like there was confusing. a lot. Yeah. It's tough to tough to keep up with. I, Billy I Donovan. And Billy Donovan. That was, that's also true. Yeah. Their whole team really just said, coach, right. Their old team just. I don't like, think they have a coach. I don't. Think they're just. They're just they might. They might. Uh, Lou Dort might be the player coach. <laughs> I hope so. It'd be a good pick. No, but I, I, I'm surprised you guys don't. Remember. Yeah, he, he he like he was giving James Harden like 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 legit problems in the playoffs. Yeah, Lou Dort. Dort. Mm. Just keep the name in mind. That's all I'm saying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna forget the name. You can't forget the name Lou Dort. That's true. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll move on to the Houston Rockets. Uh, they added christian wood there you oh, go, guys. yes changes everything now jack oh <laughs> jack jack seating is gonna be all messed up now uh christian wood demarcus cousins gerald green john wall from the russell westbrook trade and sterling brown and they lose austin rivers uh russell westbrook and jeff green and the starting lineup for the houston rockets projected John Rawl, James Harden, if he shows up. I think he's back. He's back. He's back. I think he was playing the night. I think they might have a game. Yeah. Yep. Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and Christian Wood with Demarcus Cousins um, and Macklemore coming off the bench. Um, maybe Gerald Green getting some minutes. So Houston, obviously in flux. A lot of rumors going around that both Russ and Harden wanted out of there. And then Harden was God knows where, probably in a strip club somewhere. Um, yeah, having fun. Yeah. Hopefully with a mask. Ah, a strip sure, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, well, he gets tested pretty much probably every day. So yeah, he's fine. So, uh, but yeah, what do you guys think of Houston? And Jack said, I think I don't know if it was before we were recording or in the beginning of the episode, but he said I have to have the Rockets in there. And I don't know if I agree with that, to be honest. Oh, good. They're my nine seed. Oh, I, I have them. At, okay, I have them at nine as well. I think we're we're all in agreement about uh, about a team finally like that was maybe a bit of a hot take. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not loving the Rockets this year. But I did forget about the Christian Wood factor. But you know I'm just gonna chalk it up to injury. I don't, maybe like a Wall and Cousins and I mean Harden is not injury prone, but those two are injury prone. Uh, maybe Harden doesn't show up or something. And it just seems like, uh, I don't know, a lot of flux, as Mitchell said. I like that word. And <laughs> new head coach, I don't know who it is, but D'Antoni's gone. Not, it's not D'Antoni, that's for sure. Um, I'll tell you right now. Hold on. But there's just a lot of turnover. And again, Russ and Harden both expressed interest in leaving. Does not seem like a good place um, mm. to play the game of basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> Even Salas. Even Silas. Ah, Silas, maybe. Silas. I think it's Silas. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, lost Antonio. Also, uh, Dara Mori is no longer there. Some of the note for the for the future for them. Um, Christian Wood is for me. If I don't know what his odds are, it, for me, a, a good a good little side bet on um, most improved player possibly. Um, I think he's gonna kind of fill in that role that they have that that Clint Capella used to take up. That, that he's no longer there. Um, I can kind of picture that now. Uh, I mean, th- this is such a hard team to project because, like, no one knows if Harden's going to be there or not. If he's not there, I mean, that there's virtually no no chance of them making the playoffs. Even with him there, though, I, I just I don't I don't know. I mean, you 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 do. Da- I, I like John Wall, but you 
do downgrade. I think losing losing Covington is, is going to hurt them more than they might think it is. That I mean, that that's a solid role player that you that you let go. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you get, I mean, in the East, they're easily a playoff team. In the West, not so sure. Fair. Cool. Uh, also, side note: Christian Wood has the ninth best odds to win Most Improved Player of the Year at twenty-five to one. I like that. Some potential value there. I like that. Uh, we have three teams remaining. Uh, we have the Denver Nuggets. They re-signed Paul Millsap. They bring in Jermichael Green. They drafted RJ Hampton, and they drafted some guy. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Zeke. Zeke <laughs> Najee. Yeah, they Zeke. lose Jeff Green. Oh, sorry. Wrong team. They lose Jeremy Grant, oh, yeah. Noah Vonley, and they lose Gerald they lost, Green. They lost Plum, Plumley as well, if I'm not, I think, right? Yep. Mason Plumley, yeah, he's on. They both went to Detroit, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I know Graham went there. Yeah. Um, but Denver, their projected starting lineup: Jamal Murray, uh, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, and Jokic at the center position. Obviously, they made the Western Conference Finals after upsetting the Los Angeles Clippers. And what do you guys think of the Denver Nuggets? Obviously, a team. Uh, with a lot of interesting pieces. Bull Bull, forgot to mention. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Thank okay. you. There you go. I know you would have said it if I didn't. So yeah. Next Kevin Durant. Good. Oh, wow. So I, I guess according to this, Bull Bull is winning MVP? No, yeah, that's how you said I think. Um, yeah. The Nuggets are Nuggets are real cool. Um, top to bottom, probably one of the best starting lineups in the NBA, I'd say. Um I think they have found the next big thing in Jamal Murray. I think after watching the playoffs, it's it's hard to deny that. Jokic has established himself as arguably the best big man in the league, or at least has an argument to make for it. Um, lost Jeremy Grant and Plumlee, which I think is going to hurt them more than people might think it will. But the emergence of Michael Porter Jr. has been has been fun. And the Nuggets, for me, they they always find a way to get these steals in the draft. I mean, you get the last three years, you go Porter Jr., then you get Bull Bull the next year. And then this year you get RJ Hampton, who in terms of straight up talent, I think was probably like a top 10, top 15 prospect. Definitely. Um, so, he, and that's why I love what they do is because he might, I mean, Hampton wouldn't even have to play this year for them to be a legit contender. And if he manages to like find a role with that team and play the way that I think he can, I mean, who knows? They're just, they're a good team or they're a real good team. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that, high expectations after making the conference finals last year. So we will, we will see how it shakes up with Denver report is that Bobo is dominating in practice. Oh boy. Okay. He's dominating Jokic and Murray and Michael Porter jr. Like three on one, that kind of domination. Are you taking Bobo or prime Shaq, Jack? What are you doing? Close. It'll be close. I'll take Shaq, but like it's, in a one-on-one game to eleven, like he's winning by two. When and they play, if they play one by two. Ask him next play. year. Ask him this time next year. We'll I will. See right. answer changes. I'll keep the question in my head. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the LA teams first. We will talk about the Los Angeles Clippers. As I just mentioned, they severely disappointed last postseason. A lot of people had them winning it all, um, but they re-signed Marcus Morris. They bring in Serge Ibaka. They re-signed Reggie Jackson, and they bring in Luke Kennard from a trade, and they lost Montrez Harrell and Michael Green. Am I missing anybody? I think you covered it. And Doc Rivers. 
They lost Doc Rivers as well, and they bring in Ty Lu. Oh, he's their head coach. Yeah, I think he, I think he was their assistant last year, and he just he just slid up the he slid up the row one. Got promoted. Like, slide. Yeah. They uh, Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Serge Ibaka um, with some interesting depth pieces off the bench. Lou Williams, of course, Reggie Jackson, Zubak. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the Clippers? Can they redeem themselves? Where do you have them? I think they can redeem, them, redeem themselves, but more than anything, the Clippers are by far the most fun team to, to make fun of in the NBA. Um, they're, it, they're just funny. I mean, you, 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 it, it's a tough way to go out uh, in the bubs, blowing a 3-1 lead. Paul George obviously became kind of like the, uh, the laughing stock of Twitter for a little bit. Um, they're still a good team. And then also, I mean, losing, losing Harrell to, uh, the Lakers is, is, is real tough. Um, but I, I did really, uh, appreciate the Ibaka, um, signing. I, I think he's going to help them a lot. I mean, they're, they're still, I mean, you have Kawhi who people seem to like forget about sometimes. I, I still think he's probably a top five player in the NBA when he's, when he's healthy. Um, Paul George is always going to be a solid Regular season guy, we'll have to see if he can figure it out in the playoffs eventually. I mean, they're, they're still easily probably a top three team in the in the West for sure. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, the the other team in LA is certainly going to give them some issues, but no reason why, why they can't give them a run for their money. I I agree with what you said. Most of what you said, uh, they're my two seed. Um, the Montrez Harrell, uh, the loss of him is kind of significant but i do like ibaka it's going to supplement that loss a little bit uh i think they're going to not improve because they had a they finished second in west last year but maintain the second spot despite losing harrell and new coach um i think that they they learned how uh i think their biggest issue uh in my opinion at least was the fact that they just didn't play together through most of the season there's just way too much um, I, I could be wrong, but I, I, I think that they had the, that's probably not true, but they had a lot of different starting five combinations. And I think that's going to change this year. Um, less load management, maybe. Um, yeah. So they got a little bit of chip on their shoulder. So I think that they're going to maintain that two spot, despite possibly you can make an argument. They got a little worse. Yeah. I like that. I've, that's a very good thing to bring up the team chemistry of them not playing together. That's a very underrated narrative that probably people didn't really, you know, you think of people get caught up in like who's actually on the court and, and like, uh, what's, what, what were the trades that were made and all this stuff and the stats, but team chemistry is sometimes a very, I think it's the most important aspect of the, of the, of, I don't know, of analyzing any, teams that people don't really, sport, yeah. that they overlook a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The last team, the defending champions. Uh, I think it's kind of funny how it's the last team we talked about, but here we are. As we just said, the Montrez Harrell switched teams in L.A., went from the Clippers to the Lakers, so they bring him in. They obviously re-sign Anthony Davis to a large, lucrative deal. Uh, they bring large in lucrative. Gasol. I know, kind of. I just repeated the same word that was unnecessary. They re-sign KCP. They bring in Wesley Matthews. They re-sign Mark Markeith Morris, Jared Dudley, 
and they traded for Dennis Schroeder. So they were probably honestly the most active team in the offseason, to be honest. And they lost Rondo, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, DeMarcus Cousins, and they traded Danny Green. What do you guys think? My initial reaction is they got even deeper. Yep. I was literally just going to say they lost They lost a lot. Rondo, Howard, and Green were all huge contributors, but they replaced them and honestly brought in better players, in my opinion. I mean, Harold, sixth man of the year, you bring him in. Schroeder's a really solid guard. And I, I, did you say Marc Gasol? Yes, I said Gasol, yep. Gasol, solid, and Wesley Matthews a great shooter. I mean, they're – I mean, for them, it, in my opinion, for them, it, it's going to be championship or bust again, 100%. I mean, probably the deepest team in the NBA. You have two top five players in the NBA and in, in LeBron and AD. Just, I mean, they and now and now that they have a year of chemistry under their belt in terms of the, in terms of most of those guys, a few new guys coming in, but I mean, you have that core locked down. They're all the signs point towards them making another run. Uh, so, I mean, unless injuries or something come up there, there's no reason why, why they can't repeat. Agreed. Um, I think that it was miraculous that they won the finals and their third best player was Kyle Kuzma maybe. And now it's, they have Harrell and other guys to, to help out there. Um, that was their biggest question mark going into last year, their depth and not even going in throughout the whole season, if they can maintain that throughout the playoffs and, they clearly did, and they're getting better. They got in depth, so um, they're my pick to win the West. I got Lakers over Mavs. Ooh. What do you have, Mitchell? I think we finally get the LA-LA um, conference finals that everyone was expecting and hoping for last year, and I think the Lakers win. Uh, maybe the – I mean, I don't know. Harold switching teams. That that's a, that's an underrated factor and big time. True. Anthony Davis. Um, I think maybe he. I don't know. Maybe it's naive of me to say, but maybe I think he finally like takes over as the best player in the team. No. Um. So we're we're all we're all in agreement that the Lakers are are probably winning the West. Um. I'm gonna get a little bold just because it, it's more fun to. I think it's gonna be Lakers Blazers. Whoa. Yeah, is that is bold. My eight seed. I'm getting bold with it. Yeah, but it's the eight seed in the West, Jack. All eight seeds are good, you know. Wow. I see. You okay. gotta get. I mean, I mean, the Lakers are winning that. I mean, I in, in my I, I don't think it matters who the Lakers play in the in the finals either. I, for me, right now, they're far and away the best team in the NBA. I'm I got Lakers. Saying, Lakers over Heat. A lot of good teams, but again, oh, same thing. Boring. Well, yeah, that, that, that that's kind of why I picked Brooklyn. I would love to see KD LeBron in the finals again. True. With yeah, that'd be cool. And Kyrie too. It, it, it would be it would be it would be KD LeBron in the finals, but this time it would be a more fair matchup, which I which I yeah. would be excited to see. Definitely. God, I don't know who I'd root for. <laughs> Can they both lose? I'd have to root for Brooklyn in that in that situation. For Can sure. they tie? Maybe. I don't know. I don't want Kyrie to win a championship, but I also don't want. I I can't. I don't like rooting for LeBron. Yeah. Oh man, I hope I hope that doesn't happen. But who's your finals, Mitchell? Uh, Lakers over Bucks. So we're all in agreement with the Lakers, though. All right. It sucks. I didn't want to pick them, but it's really hard not to. It it it's hard. Last year, I, I I tried to be fun and be like, nah, I can't see it. But after seeing. 
after seeing last season, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to avoid. They're definitely better. They're definitely yeah. better now. Yeah. So, and eight, I mean, AD is, I mean, you could, he's probably, I mean, Giannis is, but AD like consistently night in, night out is the most dominant player in basketball. Like, there, there's not a single guy that can guard him. All right. I could. Well, I think that wraps it up. Uh, we pretty much sprinkled in some award talk throughout the show. Um, but, but yeah, anything else you guys want to cover or else we'll close out the show here. No, we're good. good. We cool. Yeah, we cool. Awesome. Mike Conley. Mike Conley's got, uh, no, Jack's got beef with Mike Conley. It's we remains to be seen whether too. it's, whether it's mutual. Yeah. So, so we have beef. So Jack has Mike Conley beef. I have Giannis beef. Mitchell has Kyrie Irving beef and we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I've always had Kyrie Irving beef. Mike Conley's just so random. <laughs> yeah, that was very unexpected. That was that's not what I was expecting. Um, I remember one time we we always oh, we always talk about the most random things sometimes on this podcast. Like it just goes off on a tangent. I remember one time, I think we opened up the show with talking about Michael Vick for like five minutes, and we weren't even talking about football. For as you do, yeah. I don't remember that, but I, we'd have to go back and find that. Hopefully, we can. I mean, we have a ton of episodes, so it'd be kind of hard to find. But I just remember. Can we find like, the Michael Vick intro? Yeah. If someone finds that, if one of the listeners found that, uh, We're getting something free. Yeah, we'll we'll give we'll give you something. Yeah. So if you're listening and you find the episode where we talked about Michael Vick, then <laughs> points points to you, and we'll 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 give you something. Maybe like a free entry into like a playoff pool or some I don't know some something. We'll figure it out. Um. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, NBA season kicks off like I said in the beginning in eight days. Uh. So right around the corner. Very exciting. And we will see what happens. Um, follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. And we will catch you next time, folks. Go Celtics. See ya.